You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. Uh, I want to talk about one thing real quick here. So, uh, the Knicks head coach, Tom Thibodeau, he's taking some criticism um, for a play that almost landed uh, Julius Randle back on the shelf with 222 uh, to go. Randle was undercut by Jared Allen during a breakaway dunk attempt and was slow to get up after grabbing his back. He would make the technical, uh, the Philly foul free throw, um, then head to the locker room. So Jared Allen was assessed with a flagrant one for the play. J.D. Bickerstaff argued that he thought it was a basketball play and that it should have been a flagrant foul. Tom Thibodeau was asked about uh, why Randall was in the game and actually have this sound from him. So here's what he said about why Randall was even out there in a 20-point blowout. I actually was going to shove Julius out. He wanted to stay in for a couple more possessions just to find rhythm. So his explanation being that Randall wanted to remain in the game because uh, he wanted to get a rhythm. He, of course, missed uh, 17 days of action with a sprained ankle for making his return in game one. Um, for Randall's part in it, um, he talked about whether or not the play was dirty or not between uh, with Jared Allen. So here's what Randall had to say. Uh, I mean, at this point, it's irrelevant. Um, I thought it was a little unnecessary. You know, usually when you um, – I understand, like, playoff basketball. And, um, you know, you, you don't give up on plays, and I respect that. You know, I'm somebody who plays hard. I respect that. But, you know, typically when you make those kind of plays, you run – Cross their body, not through them. Um, so, uh, but it's fine. It's irrelevant. You know, go back to the garden and we'll see them there. It's interesting. They asked him, well, what do you mean by, uh, you know, how you think, what's going to, what do you mean by going back to the garden and, and seeing them there? He's like, it's the garden. So I think he's kind of like giving a sign to the Knicks fans to say, hey, you saw what happened. Remember what happened and be ready for game three. So um, I, I, I do want to say, I think, well, first of all, I this was this was insane to me. Um, I thought that Tibbs almost lost the series for the Knicks with this. Because if Randall gets hurt, he can't play multiple games because of this. The Knicks will not would not win the series. The series would essentially be over. You could lose a game, losses happen, but for Tibbs to be this reckless late in a game which your team is getting blown out. I mean, that was 222, but they were in the game. For earlier than that, when the lead was even bigger, 
for him to leave those starters out there, I didn't watch much of the TNT broadcast, but I guess Reggie Miller was like hammering home the fact that Randall and Brunson need to be out of the game. Um, that was just reckless. And that was a, a dereliction of duty from Tom Thibodeau. And that was terrible. And, and it was a really a bad sign. I, I didn't even like him putting it on Randall. Uh, I think as a coach, you need to say, hey, you know what? That's that's on me. Like, <laughs> I got to be better than that. So uh, poor job by by Tom Thibodeau. I don't know. What did you think of the whole situation with him uh, leaving Randall out there? Yeah, I, um, I think we're going to disagree on the Jared Allen quote. Right. I didn't think it was as as dirty or bushly. Um, we are 100% in agreement on the Tibbs aspect of it. Um, a couple of things. One. What if Obi came up to Tibbs and said, hey, I played six minutes tonight. Do you mind if I get some run here, you know? Yeah. Would, would Tibbs have taken, you know? In other words, if Randall asked to stay in, what does that factor into the head coach's decision to do what's best for the team? Again, I think it leans back on this, this whole thing where Tibbs continually kowtows to Randall and is afraid in any way, shape, or form to upset him or disrespect him or, you know, listen. Yeah. It's a twenty. It's a twenty-three point game with two minutes and twenty-two seconds left in the contest. The Knicks are not winning the game. The most ridiculous part of it was they took him out after that foul. Like you just got the the flake. You know, so you got a bucket yeah. and you got the flake. So why are you taking? In other words, if he could have played then, why are you taking him out? Why not let him play the final ten seconds right. and have him run wind spread? You know, like the the idea that the only way you <laughs> get a game shape. Um, is by staying in the in the, in a in, a in the last two minutes of the game, yeah. And the last two minutes of a playoff game is ludicrous to me. You know, listen, you yeah. can, you got two more games. It's not like they play the next night and there's no time for practice, or you know, like there's other ways. It's not like he has to rehab. It seems like he's you know he's physically, um, he's physically fine. Um, you know, he can he can get extra cardio in or whatever over the next two days and to kind of ramp up his his you know his his uh, his energy levels and and just prepare himself to get in game shape. Um, so a couple things, one, let's hope he's okay. Um, we left, we left game one thinking out, um, heart tweaked his ankle, but you know, he's fine. He came back in, hit the three pointer, you know, yada, yada, yada. Then on the next day, he's listed as doubtful. Of course, he ended up suiting up and, and was clear to play. But obviously, there was a point 24 hours prior to the start of game two where they didn't think that he would be available to play. Yeah. And um, he was not much of a factor in that game yesterday. So he was not. He was not a, a, a team low minus 29, a very uncharacteristic yeah. Josh Hart contest. Um, so uh, Randall looked fine. He got up and, and walked away. Uh, you know, let's hope that he's able to practice fully and that we don't get a s- situation where we get a tweet um, from Nick's PR. You know, uh, this is we're recording this uh, Wednesday afternoon on Thursday morning where, you know, Randall questionable listed as questionable wasn't able to participate in practice, whatever the case is. Let's hope he's OK. The other thing is um, at the end of the at the end of playoff games, if I've seen a playoff game, I've seen, you know, a thousand. Bad things happen because teams are pissed. They just lost a playoff game. Right. Players yeah. get angry. They shove. Uh, they, yeah. they push each other. Uh, you know, how much time was left when uh, P.J. Brown flipped Charlie Ward? Um, right, yeah. You know, how like much time 10 was seconds, left? whatever it was. <laughs> you know, like we've, we've seen yeah. it time and time. Like Jojo English and Derek Harper. We can, you know, that's just Knicks games. And there's a million other scenarios right. um, where these things have happened. So my thinking was when Randall went up for the dunk, please don't get hurt. Then he goes tumbling to the ground. Please don't be hurt. 
And then as he's getting up, I'm thinking, oh, he's going to try to throw a punch at Jared Allen or right. shove a referee to get at, you know, Bernie Bickerstaff or something like that. Um, so I thought Tibbs really got lucky here um, because to your point, if if Randall would have missed that time, um, it depresses me to no end that I have to, I'm forced to agree with Reggie Miller. Um, so that, that's, that's <laughs> a low point. It's a low yeah. point of my day. Um, but yeah, zero rationale. And also if you want Randall to play, if he tells you and you want to say, okay, whatever you want, Randall, you can play uh, the, the last few minutes. Why is Brunson in the game? You know, like, All right. Right. Exactly. You know, did Brunson say he wants to play too? So I just, I, <laughs> I, I, I find it really hard to to, to find a, any, you know, I think it's it's almost like Tibbs just, you know, wanting to, you know, he he, he knows what people are going to knock him for the minutes, please. And him thumbing their nose at people and just be like, listen, I'm going to leave my guys in. So luckily the Knicks got away with it. Um, but yeah, I can't, uh, I can't justify that, that, that decision. Yeah, I can't, I can't justify it either at all. I mean, like I said, uh, yeah, you make a good point. I didn't even think about the whole Randall angle with Randall once again continuing to keep getting what he wants regardless of what it means for the team. And this was kind of another example that you're right, where it's clear that the game is over and you need to keep him rested and fresh. And 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 the point you made about Brunson was also very accurate. And I thought about the same thing. I'm like, all right, well, if, uh, you know, Randall is the guy that needs rhythm, why is Brunson out there? <laughs> he could use the rest. He could use uh, the time away. We don't need him to get hurt. So. Yeah, I, I just think sometimes Tibbs coaches on autopilot, man. Like yeah. I, I really do feel that way, and it's we, it's crazy because I, I, you know, and I, I don't take anything back from game one. I thought he coached his best game as a Nick head coach, but then there are these games sometimes where it's like, all right, like decision has to be made. Like you know, are you awake? Let's go. Like you know what the situation is, and he's just like, well, like it doesn't really matter if I don't do anything here, or it doesn't matter if I don't make an adjustment here. It's like no, it does matter because something catastrophic could happen, and something catastrophic almost happened. And I was just say quickly. The Jared Aaron thing. Um, I thought that that was a completely Bush League play because I understand it's a postseason. I understand you don't want to give up anything, just like Randall said. I I agree with all of that. What I don't like is you have a play where you're up 20-something points. You have a play in which it's a 2% chance he makes a block on that play. I mean, he had no chance to make a play on that ball. And you're going up with a guy who's going for a dunk, and you're coming from behind him. And – only bad things that happen when a guy's up in the air like that. And anybody who plays ball knows that you cannot throw a guy off when he's going up for a dunk um, uncontested and you're coming in late. Like, that's just an uh, absolute no-no. So for Allen to do that when a game where you're up 20-something points was ludicrous to me. Make Go out there, sprint, go out there, make a faint attempt. That's fine. You, you can't go out there and make real contact on Randall there. And – if there was any part of me that wanted to give him a pass, I'm looking at him on the bench and he's grinning at the replay. He's looking at, he's pointing at the monitor. He's looking at the replay being like, I don't know. And he's smiling ear to ear. So I took that and said, okay. And then J.D. Bickerstaff is saying, well, that's a basketball play. I said, okay. Knicks fans, the, the Knicks team, you now understand what the rules of engagement are now going into game three. That is a basketball play. And, and and what Jared Allen did, they think is totally cool. So I hope that everybody in the Knicks organization, I hope the Knicks fans that show up in game three and game four, they know what time it is because I, I just thought that that was ridiculous. I mean, if he if he injures Randall there, he goes down as one of the biggest villains in New York sports history. That's why, that's why the whole giving him a pass for some people, like, I can't accept because it's like Randall could have gotten hurt. Like that, he's lucky he didn't. So because he, I think the reason why people are willing to say, well, he didn't do anything wrong is because Randall didn't get hurt. But everything he did 
very well could have forced that injury. He didn't do anything to ensure Randall didn't get hurt in that play. So that's why I was so uh, fed up with it. I would just say this. I think he made a play on the ball. I think it was excessive. Um, I do I do understand um, not wanting to take a guy's legs out. But, it, you know, I just, in other words, I saw somebody earlier tweet, like if this was uh, Draymond Green that did it, and we'll talk about the Green stuff in a sec, but like if yeah. it was Draymond Green that fouled Randall, he'd have been suspended for the rest of the series. I That I totally <laughs> disagree with. It, it wasn't stopping it was in the, it was in the, Jared Allen's in the game. He's not going to shoot three pointers. What he does is block shots and grab rebounds yeah. and dunk the basketball. So that's what he's in the game for. Um, if he had done it in the first quarter of a, of a one possession game, um, if Charles Oakley had done that to Scottie Pippen in the third quarter of a game three, you know, in, in, in a tie game, I don't think a lot would have been made of it. Um, so again, if Randall's sprinting and, and chasing and, and running into passing lanes to get a and to get a dunk, I don't have a problem with a player attempting to prevent that his opponent from getting an easy basket. Um, as he as he contacted him, I thought Randall was right. Um, he went through him as opposed to just going for the ball. Um, right. I thought he could have handled it a little bit better. That's why I don't have a problem with the flagrant. I think that you know you contact a player in the air without his legs underneath them. The, the that's a you don't want that in the NBA because there is a decent chance if Randall falls on his hip or falls on his elbow or falls on his wrist, there's a million ways that a guy can get injured, and there's and you don't want that in the NBA. Um, so yes, I, I I understand, but that being all that being said, I just the the spirit of the play. Um, the, the, you know, I don't, in other words, I don't think it was, you know, it wasn't a, a, an elbow at midcourt to a guy's chin or uh, grabbing somebody's right. ankle and yanking them back down or, or, you know, a guy beats you. So you swipe at their legs and, or kick them or something along those lines. Right, right. Um, so I, I just, I, I, that's the only, that's why I understand Bickerstaff having, having a, a you know, defending his player as, as you knew he would. Um, as far, the last thing on this, as far as, the Knicks getting motivated for a game three. I understand that the fans are going to get worked up, but if you're, if you're the Knicks and you need a foul in the last, in the final seconds of, of game two, right. to get you, get you oh, up yeah. for the most important game of the season and you lost anyway. But um, I agree. I add a little more juice, a little more excitement. Um, you know, again, the only thing I worry about is the, I don't, Randall's always on that margin on these. He walks a thin line right. anyway, so I don't want him overly amped up i'd rather him a little bit chilled out um so we'll see how it plays out and i'll be honest i i was i thought it was a good sign that that did not escalate into more like i thought that like he you know he said his piece to alan he said his piece to the Cavs bench because somebody said something to him he yelled from the back at them which again is like why what is what does the Cavs bench have to say to him there like i don't i don't know what i don't know i'll tell you one thing and me and my brother talk about this all the time like you go into a playoff series and, you know, you play a team that maybe you're not, you know, you don't, it's not, it's not a, it's not a storied rivalry or it's not an established rivalry. And, you know, you come into the series like, Hey, I have no issue with the Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. or the yeah. Cleveland yeah. fans. Like why would I have an issue with them? And, and then me, me and my brother always talk about how long does it take for that animosity to start building? And, and after and game one, I still felt like, I mean, I don't, and they were talking crazy about the files. I was like, I mean, I don't, I don't feel any, mind. I want the Knicks win. I don't care. That is out the window after game two. I mean, Between it's, it's, all that crying and then, and then that play and then JB Bickerstaff and then these guys posted up. Uh, I don't know if you saw the picture of them. They're holding the chain and they're all there. They're posing after winning one game. It's like, all right, officially it is uh, what is so good about Cleveland. Now it's real before, before it was jokes. Now the whole joke, you know, what's so good about Cleveland? Now we, we're there. Now we are officially there. You like it? You think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. What's so good about Cleveland? I don't know, Joakim. I don't know. 
I, not Isaac, much clearly. Isaac Okoro cheesing in that picture, hard eyeing the, the camera. <laughs> it's like three minutes. Come on, bro. You don't even get to wear the chain. You don't get to stand next to the person wearing the chain um, when, when you talk a lot and then play three minutes. So I agree. Um, adds a little excitement, a little intensity, as if we didn't have enough. Um, we said it after game one, and it's still true after game two. Matt is the square garden. 33rd name oh, yeah. will be loud on Friday. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so. that's going to be an electric environment. And look, I, <laughs> it's truth be told, I bought tickets for game six, or I didn't buy them. I and I was like, well, I don't know if there's going to be a game six after what happened in game one, but uh, I'm starting to think that uh, I, there will be a game six the way the series is going. So, um, very fascinating series already. We'll see how things go down. 